0: The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. But first, a message from our sponsor. Hey, all you mule jumpers! Join us for the first annual Henrietta Mule and Donkey Days and Mule Jump and Trade Days on Saturday and Sunday, October 22nd through the 23rd, 2022, at Nichols Park in Henrietta, Oklahoma. A two-day family play day event that includes fun and western show classes for mules and donkeys, starting with a parade down Main Street featuring John Payne. The one-armed bandit as the headliner of entertainment at this mega event prizes added money and 10 50 dollar fuel cards to be given away throughout the day for more info call 918-290-9315 or go to their website henrietta mule donkey day.com we are live on location in bartlesville oklahoma visiting with Stephen jardot and bonnie crouchman of Jardot's
1: Jewels, Mammoth Donkeys and Mules. Uh, give me a rundown. We we took a tour of the, of the farm, and I, I just saw donkeys that were bigger than life.
2: Yeah, well, we're in the donkey and mule business. We've got probably uh, 15 mature jinnies or whatever that we try to breed, and we're trying to raise, oh, 8, eight to 10 babies each year, uh, donkey babies, mammoth donkeys. Uh, we're also venturing into the mule side of it and we've got about eight mares that we're breeding to to raise mules with and we breed outside mares and we all stand our jacks to outside mules and donkey or mares and donkeys
1: that is uh that's really interesting and um you have so many of those rascals running around do you have an eye do you have a head count i mean i'm sorry i should never ask a man the size of his spread right, right. but yeah, that's
3: that's
1: but but okay
2: but probably around 38 total head 38 to 40 and of course we've got more there right now because we've got oh uh, six outside jennies from another guy up in kansas my good friend tim La had brought down six jennies to breed so
1: okay all right um that is really cool and and they're all friendly i that that's what really just amazed me
2: well that's the thing that attracted me to the to mammoth donkeys and why i'm still doing what we what we do or whatever and the babies are so fun to raise but the the mature animals they're different than a horse uh uh different than cattle you can go out there and and the don't biggest way that you could get hurt was because they're all going to swarm around you and wanting love from you so so that's uh you know by crowding in and squeezing in on you that's the only way that you're going to get hurt they're not going to try to kick you too too often but they have i know bonnie got kicked one time and on got occasion her t- yeah.
1: you will get kicked if you're not paying attention right, right? yeah okay. I, I always thought I mean I would felt this little nudge and this nose going from my camera bag. So I was I thought, Well maybe he wants a cookie. But I I didn't carry any any edibles with me. They were just being nosy, I think.
2: Yeah, well that was Ebony. She's one of our show donkeys and then Angel and the other show donkey and they they've gotta be into everything and if you're out there that's the first thing and Ebony she'll push you out of the way to to come up and check you out. So
1: but that was pretty cool stuff now there was a a big cow and uh, what is it a bull or what what is it that i saw that black and white thing
3: that's my steer
1: that is bonnie's
3: steer and he has a name what is his name his name is augustus but he goes by gus he's almost 10 years old and i've raised him as a bottle baby And I have trained him just like I would a horse to ride. He knows all his commands to walk, to back, to sidestep, to gee and haw. And I've taken him since he's a baby to parades, and he loves it. Yeah, um, boy, he just kind
1: of nuzzled right up to you. He just, he couldn't get enough of you.
3: I guess I'm mama.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is so cool. All right, so then you have jennies that are in full, and they're getting ready to drop. Do you have a timeline here for your jennies, or...?
2: Well, we basically we breed them. Uh, we usually start having our, our our foaling season will start sometime in March. We don't like to do it in January or February when it's so cold, and it still can be pretty cold in March uh, here in Oklahoma or whatever, so we try to do it in, in uh, later March, April, May, but we'll go all the way up into July. This year we've got three Jennies that's going to uh, have babies out of Olin that will foal in July. It'll be towards the middle to the end of july or which and uh then we typically will take some a few months off or whatever then we start having on the donkey side we'll have our fall babies that normally we have now this year we won't have any fall babies but uh usually how we operate our our breeding program for the donkeys is is we breed them they have a, a baby donkey or whatever and we don't breed them back until that we wean that donkey. And we'll wean that donkey at about five or six six months old. And then we'll breed her back. So, in other words, if she has a, a March baby one year, well, then the, the next, next time she foals will be in the fall. And then the next time we'll be back in the spring again. So it's uh, running about, oh, 18 months in between babies. So.
1: Okay, so th- that works for you That's, I mean, not all farms operate that way, do they? Or
2: No, so, well, some people, would, they want to have a baby out of them every year or whatever And I understand that and probably uh, more okay. profitable that way now, on the mule side of it, we may try to do it that way, having to have a baby every, every year or whatever. And that's a little easier because they have a little bit of a shorter cycle, too, where a donkey is a full year, sometimes 13 months. So you're going to get behind every year. So so by, by giving them that extra time off, you can get them more coordinated. So. And, uh, and we, we, we don't really care what date they're born on. Because uh, we, we do raise show donkeys, but not, uh, but we don't care if they're born in the fall or the spring. Because once they're two or three years old, it don't matter anyway. So,
1: okay, that that's really interesting. And of course, Bonnie is the name generator for these babies. I saw your name list on your phone. You just uh, you've got a creative mind.
3: Yes, I do. Um... Naming animals really is a strategy. Um, I like to give them, since we do show them, I like to give them fancy names, such as our young, uh, month-old Molly baby. Her name is Too Hot to Handle, but her barn name is Hannah. Hannah. And then the other little uh, John that we have, his name is Remington Steele, and he goes by Remy. And so I'll go down my list when a baby is born, and I give them about a month because I want to see what their personality is going to be. And they kind of tell me what they want to be named. That's really cool. And you
1: know the name of every animal on your farm
3: just about sometimes with the donkeys if they're all black and white then it can get a little confusing and then that's where i go to the call the colored collars that they wear so there's only one donkey left out there with the red collar and i know all the rest now after four years of owning the different donkeys very cool. I
1: noticed you don't have stall name plates out there either. Is that because you keep rotating
3: them? Yeah. Yes, we we have to rotate quite often, so there's no stall, ta- you know, name tags on their stalls. But <laughs> okay. Um, now Steve, what can you tell
1: me about the diet of of your donkeys? Is there something specific that you feed to them or
2: Well, we pretty much feed prairie hay year-round because we don't have enough pasture for all of them. Uh, In the summertime, the ones that do do have some pasture, they'll slow way down on the hay, almost totally quit it. Now, we also give them a fourteen percent pellet ration uh, a horse pellet that we bought at the local feed store that was developed by the Oklahoma State University, and uh, I've fed that for years and had pretty good success with it. our jennies, we don't give a lot. We just give them enough. They get, oh, probably maybe a couple pounds a day or whatever. And just so, so it helps. So, so we see them every day. We know what's going on. We try to keep track of them that way. And uh, if one of them doesn't eat, well, you know, they may not be feeling good. And you can kind of tell by looking at them if they're not feeling good. So uh, that and then same thing on the mares. Uh, we don't give them a lot of extra grain except in the wintertime or we may use a protein tub for that. So uh, p- pretty simple, really. Just just feed every day and give them all the hay they want to eat and plenty of fresh water.
1: Okay, I noticed she had salt blocks out too. So, do donkeys or do they chew on wood? Are they wood chewers if they're lacking something in their diet or if they're bored?
2: Yeah, they'll chew on wood if they're lacking something in their diet, and they'll chew on wood if they're not lacking something in their diet. Really? So, yeah,
3: they. Call them beavers. Yeah, we. Uh-huh.
2: When when my dad built the stud barn up there, all the pins were made out of out of wood or whatever. And then we went into the donkey side of it, and every few years I'd have to go up there and, and replace a bunch of boards on it. So finally I got in a little smarter or whatever, and I'd start putting hot wires on top of all the boards, and that kept them from eating them up. And then finally the boards all rotted down. Now we got pipe fences, but we've still got the hot wires because they'll want to fight. The the males will want to fight through the through the pipe. So so. Uh,
1: that's that's pretty interesting. So, and I noticed when I was walking along through the, through the barns, uh, there would always be one donkey that had to sound off, and then then another one, and then I mean it just kept going. I really, I'm I'm hooked. It's like I can't get enough of that.
2: Yeah, it's like musical donkeys. One starts honking, and they all start honking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what time of day does this uh, musical? honking start at your farm?
3: It can start anytime, especially if the jacks are challenging each other, ah. which happens quite often. Okay. Or when you're going out to feed, they will let you know. But the worst time for them to sound off is when you're on the phone. Forget it. You can't hear anything. Oh, yeah. They can be quite vocal. Oh! Yes, they're
1: quite loud. Okay. Now, um, when you sell a donkey, do you give, like, report cards to the buyer? Do you you tell them this is what they need? I mean, how do they know that—how do you know that when they leave there that they're going to give that donkey what he needs?
2: Well, basically, you know, I guess if they want some instruction from us, we'd be glad to, to tell them what to feed. And, and we do tell people what, what we feed before they leave. And we're, we're trying to sell mostly our babies now. We'd like to sell them at weaning if we can, and uh, instead of keeping them for two or three years or whatever. And uh, and we've had some pretty good luck with that. Uh, of course, our name of our ranch is Jardos, Jules, Donkeys, and Mules, and that's part of a... A process of marketing the, the name of the ranch because all of our show, we do show in uh, with the Pinto Horse Association in the Long Ear Division and uh, we have done that for the past six years and it's been real successful for us and we're registering all of our animals with the Long Ear Division of the Pinto Horse Association and uh, it's added a lot of value to our animals. Uh, now we have a uh, in the Color Breed Congress every year We have a futurity this year will be the second year for the futurity for the for the donkeys and the mules so we hope to have a pretty good turnout this year double of what we had last year and once again it's added a lot of value to our animals our animals the prices have doubled in the last five years because of being a part of the pinto horse association you know and and i tell people that you know you can add value to your animals by registering Uh, and and getting a program and the idea behind why why would you want to register a a mule or whatever or why would you want to register a donkey and and unfortunately most a lot of donkeys aren't registered so there's no tracking of pedigrees anymore like there used to be or like there is in horses or whatever so but if you can track pedigrees and you can develop a pedigree line uh, then you know what And what mare line that Jack will cross with to make an excellent mule, Uh, or you know what what uh, uh, the the breed of donkeys or the cross, which one cross best with donkeys or which one makes the best mule or whatever, and it's a process or whatever, and that's something we got to get back to for the future so we can track these things. So
1: that is really remarkable. I am i'm i'm really pleased to hear you say that so no doubt you keep documents and records of everything and dates i mean i'm sure who does all the bookkeeping here is it you steve or is it bonnie
2: we both both do and and uh, it's it's a joint deal and i I do most of the registrations or whatever. She gives me the names and she keeps track of all the breeding dates and she knows which one's what's which, which the mommy is and which the jack is cuz I I ask her all the time and I keep
3: a list on my phone. Yeah.
1: You keep a, a name list on your phone. I I saw that.
3: Yes. All my breeding dates, my breeding dates and when the baby is foaled and who the sire is and who the dam is and that way it's easier for us to go back and if we're going to breed somebody we don't want to breed them to a brother or a sister so th- that's how we keep track of our babies and what's going on. Okay so
1: your phone is backed up to iCloud just in case it gets dropped in the water trough, right?
3: Unfortunately not and I should, oh, no. I should back it up to the iCloud.
1: You're living
3: on the
2: edge. No kidding. Well, if we try and I've our- I I've stressed to her that that exact point that we need to also have a written copy of this and and so and And we've started doing that She puts it in her phone and we try to catch up and have a written copy Of course that could disappear, too But we try to keep that in a safe area in the house or whatever But if the house burned down and and I we had talked earlier about registration uh, Places or whatever and that that was another where I want to stress why the, the Pinto is so important to me in the long year portion of the Pinto is because they have their own brick-and-mortar offices there's 14 full-time employees that's there every day or out in the field every day and uh, so you can call there during regular business hours and s- somebody will talk to you you'll get the operator first and you can say well I need to talk to the registration department or I need to talk to the show department and uh, so you can get an answer for your questions, and they have to give you an answer, and they can give you an answer. And if they can't answer your question, well, they could lose their job. Whereas other organizations, and I've got nothing against the other organizations, but there, a lot of times their people aren't paid positions or whatever, and they're just volunteers, and it's very honorable of what they do or whatever. But sometimes they get tired of people hollering at them. They'll say, well, I'm you know, I'm through. And so I'll just go on since somebody else has to pick it up and take it on but what if that house burns down or their records get gone if it's not backed up on the cloud uh, it disappears forever So
1: very well said now when we walked through the barns earlier I asked about webcams and, and the cameras setup, up and, and I was really impressed you've got a webcam a baby cam so you can see what's going on there when it comes time for them to fall do you play certain nursery rhymes or music for them or
3: no (laughs) (laughs) okay
1: i had to ask so they just have just regular tranquility in the barn just sounds of the crickets and the frogs and
2: the chickens and the the coon that actually walked through at night or whatever <laughs> and we watch them on the camera too but uh we've got it set up where we can the, the the barn that we fold in is in a round pen that was in a large barn and we got it divided into two pens so we can have two big stalls for folding stalls we found that that works a lot better for us than a, a 12 by 12 or a 14 by 14 stall because they've got time to they can move around more and uh, we just feel better by that and we can see them better or whatever. And we got the cameras so and we can watch them down to house and we got an alarm system on them that goes to their their uh uh, halters and uh, if they lay down flat for 10 seconds the alarm will go off now we get a lot of false alarms but that gives us an ideal if they're going going into labor or whatever so but and we like to have the cameras because if we get an alarm we can look at the at the camera or the TV in the house and I say well she's just laying down she's not in labor so we don't have to run up there. Bonnie stays in the horse trailer up there real close to the barn so she'll be close when they have babies and she's got a baby monitor camera that she uses and it works real well. And uh, so she can do the same thing when the alarm goes off at four o'clock in the morning. She just looks over there at her little baby monitor and and says, well, she's just resting. She's just sleeping and goes back to sleep and don't have to get out and go into the barn and and check. So works real well for us.
1: So at four o'clock in the morning, you're still snug as a bug in a rug. Is that right, Steve?
2: Well, no, I I do have to get out of my bed because I got an alarm there. We have a pager. The pager goes off. And I got to go walk into the front room and check, but, and I just, uh, I check too, just like she does in case, in case one of us falls, doesn't get up for the alarm. Right,
1: right, I'm just checking here, I just got to make sure. It's a
2: two-party system, you know. Yeah,
1: so, so now what about if it's storming? I mean, does this equipment still work through a thunderstorm?
3: Yes, it does. It's very, the baby monitors I find are very reliable, so... Like I said, I don't have to crawl out of bed, and and if they are and if they are foaling, then I put my gear on and go out there and take care of business, helping. You know, we try not to interfere with the mare, but if the foal seems like it's going to be stuck at the shoulders or something, then Steve will and I will take a front leg and help it out. Oh wow!
1: Okay. So, another thing I noticed about your farm is you didn't have blue stalls and pink stalls. So, you don't have the boy and girl nurseries. I mean, is that going to change? Are you going to have a baby boy section and a baby girl section?
2: Well, now that you brought that up, I'm sure she'll probably try to get me to do that. But, (laughs) but no, we're not going to.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, see? I'm just thinking out loud here. You guys have been great. I want to thank you for coming on to Mule Talk. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, do you have a website or a web page? I mean, what? where do they find you? Facebook.
3: Facebook. Yes, you find us on Facebook under Jardos, Jewels, Mammoth, Donkeys, and Mules. And my phone number is right there, and they can call me or they can send me a message and I try to get back to them as soon as possible. Okay, so if they're not on Facebook,
1: I mean would you want to share their their phone number yeah. with us right today? Okay. Sure.
3: It's 918-440-6311 and Steve's number is 918-332-0411. But I want to thank you guys for coming on. Thank you, Steve.
1: And
2: thank you so much for coming up. We, we're proud to show our animals anytime. Uh-huh. Love to have anybody up that's interested in donkeys and mules.
1: Good deal. I, I loved it. If you'd like to be a guest on the show
0: or a sponsor, send me an email. Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. <laughs>
2: Talk is an every cowgirl's dream production.